Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, and today I am joined by a friend, a fellow real estate investor, an author, and just a beast at business, Eric Hatch. Eric, welcome to the show again. Again! David, you forgot to say male model as well. I am I am always the before picture, right? You put the before and the after, and I, I get to be the before portion. It's it's unbelievable. That is double D true. David Dodge. Great to be here, man. Uh longtime listener, second time caller. That's right. You not that is not true at all. You are one handsome SOB, my friend. Oh man, get that glaucoma checked, buddy. But I appreciate it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Eric, thanks for coming on the show, man. I know we're gonna be able to provide a ton of value to the listeners and the viewers. Um, so you are the author of a book about leadership. What's that one called? Uh, so it's, uh, I'm so glad you asked. I happen to have it right here. So it's called play for the person next to you. Uh, it's a guide to servant leadership. And it's a book that I launched two years ago, knowing that the mindset of leadership is the catalyst for growth in anything and anywhere at any time. And when a leader improves their ecosystem, everything around them gets better. And so for me, it was an intentional first book and it was uh, it, it was buying into the philosophy of the businesses that I run, the properties that I take care of, the life that I live, the, the husband and the father that I am. Uh, it's all ingrained in that one spot of that book. Phenomenal book. I did read it two years ago when you gave it to Thanks, me. Man. I think I'm going to read it again, actually, now. <laughs> I love Appreciate it. Appreciate that. Mindset is everything, man. It is mm. truly everything. And uh, yeah, awesome. Very, very cool. So guys, go check that out. It is called Play for the Person Next to You. Very, very you bet, cool. Yeah, just go to, go to hatchingleaders.com. I put my name on everything, David. So uh, hatchingleaders.com is where you want to go to take a look at that book and order yours. Hatchingleaders.com. I love it. That's we'll put right. that in the show notes, man. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. So, hey, you got a new book coming out, though. And that's really mm -hmm. one of the things I want to dive into on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's going to be a blueprint, right, on how to don't don't quote me on this, but a blueprint on how to grow the perfect real estate business. Yeah. Uh, so the the title of the book is called the Perfect Real Estate Agent Blueprint. Okay. David, you live in the wholesale world and the investing world. I am a wholesaler. I'm an investor, but I just scratched the surface on uh, things like you do. Man, you're by the way, you're approaching a hundred properties. Super proud of you because that is a man. big deal. Um, I stopped investing in properties when I hit about 60 and I pivoted uh, and I started flipping. And so um, I take a lot of my cash and I flip and I'm getting a fast return on my investment there because I built what I felt was my steady base. And now I'm using it uh, to go after these projects. And it's a fun little return that I get because I have uh, the original ones all set. You know, Ron Popeil used to say, set it and forget it when it came to the Ronco food dehydrator. And that's what I'm doing with my investment properties. And that's really fun. 
But where I spend most of my time is in traditional residential real estate. And so I run a large real estate team uh, based out of Fargo, North Dakota. And What's so that like being in the traditional real estate world, I don't know anything uh, about it. I don't know it's anything all, it, about it. I shouldn't say that because I buy from people occasionally. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> uh, you know, David, it's all I've ever known uh, when it comes to real estate. I've been a realtor for 15 years. And now, uh, I mean, there's like 2 million realtors in the U.S., and like any other profession, most of the work gets done by a select few. And so yeah. my real estate team, we're the number 40 ranked team in the industry. So out of 2 million realtors, we're number 40, which is a fun place to be. And I only spend a day and a half a week in that business, but that I've, I've crazy. You guys are number 40 ranked and you spend a day and a half in the business. Yeah. Yeah. And, what? and so we'll sell, uh, 1,050 to 1,100 homes this year uh, in Fargo, North Dakota, which is a community of 250,000 people. So uh, we are selling, you know, I have a market share here of about 10%. So one out of every 10 homes. I would have thought it would have been 60% at 1,100 <laughs> homes, man. Yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, it so it's, it's it's pretty great. I do have some expansion markets as well. I'm in uh, four, soon to be five other expansion markets too. And the residential real estate game is fun. It's it's an introduction to great relationships, and I'm I'm helping agents on my team. You know, if if you're with me uh, for two years and you grind and climb your way up, and you'll make thirty to eighty thousand dollars a year for your first two years. I have agents now in Fargo, North Dakota, that are making five and six hundred thousand dollars a year as their net, as their take home. Well, and I don't know about Fargo, but I'm moving to Fargo, man. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, and, 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 and these are, these are guys that have very little risk in their life. Sure. Um, they're hustling, they're working really hard and we're, we're scaling up their business, but they're, they're doing it one commission check at a time. And I get a, mm -hmm. I get a cut of it and I give them all the leverage and they get a cut and uh, they do all the hustle to sell. And so we, we have, we have guys that are 28, 29, 30, 31 years old that are making half a million dollars a year without, you know, some without college educations and some uh, just finding a way. So I get to be a, a catalyst for that. And we figured out a lot of things along the way. And so what happened, David, is I took all that information of what we've done with our team and I've been implementing that through my coaching company. I, I, that's where I spend my other three, three and a half days a week is with my coaching company. And so I've been coaching realtors and business people, uh, essentially how to get out of the messy middle. A lot of them will build wow, up ecosystems I'm sure of that, that is a massive, massive amount of value because that is a tough business. It's so tough that I don't even want to get in. in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, real estate is easy. People are complicated. Yeah, and, that's the and, problem. Yeah. And you've chosen you've chosen a life and a career where you figured out the real estate part where it's easy. And Once people get involved, people it's a lot harder. Yeah, at least on at least on after the purchase, right? Everything mm -hmm. after it, I've outsourced in terms of the people part. But yeah, it's a people. It's always a people business, you know. Yeah, and, and so what I've done now is I, as I'm teaching these people all around the industry on how to grow their teams, I think the right way, both to maintain the right profit margin and to have the right ecosystem. Uh, we're building a blueprint. It's called the Perfect Real Estate Agent Blueprint. So it's going to be a trade book. Uh, we're about a third of the way through it, but we have all of our materials and now it's just actually getting the flow of it. And so it'll launch in early 2022. Uh, but this is essentially a guidebook to how to grow a great team. And the, the idiosyncrasy that happens in traditional residential real estate is an agent says, I got really good at selling houses and now I'm going to grow a team. 
And then the goal is to get out of production for people uh, in the business. They want to basically work on the business and not in the business. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when these agents get themselves out of production, they all of a sudden realize, oh, crap, where'd all my money go? Well, let me give you a couple of examples, David, okay? And I think it'll help to paint the picture. Let's take a traditional real estate commission of, let's say, $10,000. If I myself can close five deals in a couple month period, I'm going to make 50,000 bucks, right? Five deals each worth $10,000. Now, what most people say is, all right, I want to grow this business. So I'm going to hire some agents to do those deals for me, right? We all, no matter what you're doing, whether it's wholesaling or investing, you want to hire leverage and you think that that's going to be your greatest tool at success. Agreed. Agreed. Yep. And so you take those five quality at bats that you would close on all five of them. And you're thinking, all right, this new kid on the block, I'm going to, I'm going to pay him a 50% commission or a 40% commission. So I'm going to pay him $5,000 on every $10,000 deal. So I'll make 25. He or she will make 25 and I'm going to have a great life and I'm not going to have to work and I'm going to make 25,000 bucks. The problem is that person is usually undertrained. They're new to the game. They lack skill and precision and savvy and stick to And so they don't close on five of them. They close on two of them. And what I just did is I just said, I could have made $25,000, but now I'm only closing on two of them. So I made $10,000. They made 10 grand. I made 10 grand. That's a pretty crummy business model. And yet that's Especially how if you most- have a fixed cost of 20,000. You're losing money uh-huh. right here. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how right. most- people start their real estate teams. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're rewriting the blueprint and the model to say, stop hiring all of these new untrained people and giving them commission-based jobs. I think that if you're hiring somebody based on commission, David, I don't care if it's your industry or my industry, if you're hiring somebody based on commission, they're one of five people. Okay. Number one, there's somebody with a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. Okay. Number two, there's somebody with a trust fund. Okay. Number three, there's somebody with terrible financial habits. Number is, four, most people. Uh huh. <laughs> it sure is. That's why it's my middle <laughs> finger, right? <laughs> uh, number four is somebody with a second job because they need some cash flowing in. Okay. And number five, the little pinky that remains on my hand as I count that off is somebody who actually saved up four to six months of income so that they can jump into a full time commission job. And that is a sales industry, any commission industry whatsoever. That's who usually raises their hand to say, I, I want to do this job is they either have money in the bank and that money maybe wasn't given or that wasn't earned by them. And so they maybe aren't the most motivated. Of course, there are some that are trust fund kids and sugar, ba- sugar babies that are doing really well because they work hard, but I'm speaking in generalities. Yeah, no, here. I get it for sure. Yep. So this is so- people who want to work in a commission environment. Yeah, I, I say commission jobs are the wrong way to build a real estate team and the wrong way to build a wholesale business. I actually think that you need to have such savvy of your numbers that you hire somebody with confidence and you pay them a base pay or you pay them a salary. They can earn a smidge of commission on top of it. But I believe the philosophy is everything is earned and nothing is given. Because mm. if you want to come into my world and make half a million dollars a year, you better start off on a $30,000 a year salary and, and earn, earn your way yeah, to the top. For sure. 
Yeah, I love it. You're gonna, I want you to get your MBA in real estate working under me and beside me, and then you will go off and do great things because the failure rate in, in retail real estate and for realtors is over 80% of people fail in their first two years. I would have thought it would have been the first two months. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty accurate. It's, it's, you're, you're, you're not far off yeah. because, because the, the amount of training it takes to be exceptional at this job is usually not done by most people that just get thrown into it. Yeah. And so right. I want to turn the model on its head, David, and I'm doing that with my coaching clients and I've done it with my own team of every person I have on my team right now. We're a team of 58 people, zero team, man. Zero people have had real estate experience prior to working with me. Holy cow. That's All pretty cool. New people because I hire on culture and character and then I train on skill and I'll bring them in and they'll start for the most part. Everybody starts in a salaried position because David, if I tell you, you have to make a hire, it's going to cost you 30 or $40,000 a year, your cash out of your pocket. You're probably going to be pretty precise in how you make that hire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, if I tell you, you're going to hire somebody based on commission and you hope they work out, you're going to find anybody that raises their hand or fogs a mirror. Yeah, it's true. But let's go, let's go back to my first example is five deals, each worth $10,000. That person for you is a $25,000 hire just for those five deals. And you can get that done in a couple months. In a couple months. That's, that's so true. So uh-huh. And so that's a $25,000 risk that you end up squandering because you're trying to save a buck and pay somebody commission instead of actually having your numbers dialed in and you have a supportive ecosystem. And so we're changing this game one hire at a time. It is irresponsible to give our clients an untrained, newly licensed, wet behind the ears agent. They deserve better. And I have a fiduciary responsibility to make realtors less lame than they are right now. I love it, guys. He just, he just used one of my favorite words, which is fiduciary. And if you're unfamiliar with what that means, fiduciary is somebody that has your best interests in mind, and they're not making necessarily making money um, just to sell you something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking more of a fiduciary as you know versus like a broker in um, in the financial planning, you know, landscape. Right um, now, there's obviously still going to be pay. You're still going to pay these individuals. But they have your interest aligned. They're not just trying to sell you, let's say, a home because they need to sell a home this month. It's like, let's go find you a home that works. And what is the pot, what is the things you're looking for in a home? And what's the things you're not? And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I love that, Eric. That is awesome. Very, Thanks, very man. cool. So you're putting together a blueprint to teach, I'm assuming, teams or people that are in the agent or broker role that are the solo individual. And I love Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrant. So what I'm, how I'm interpreting this is you're looking at the people basically in the S quadrant. They're the self-employed business owners, right? Or self-employed, um, even working for another business owner because that's kind of how real estate works in some cases as the agent, right? Uh, but you're teaching them how to go from that S quadrant to the B quadrant by putting together a blueprint to build a team. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, in, in layman's terms, I would say you need to go deep and not wide. Mm-hmm. I think that quite often we want to add other people that are doing our job or our similar jobs because we think that's where the biggest action is. See, we're telling people that your first hire that you should make is not another agent and is not a partner that's licensed. It's an admin. Because the first thing you need to do is get all that minutia killing stuff off your plate. 
David, I don't care if it's your world or my world. The first hire you should make is an admin. And this person is giving you time back because you're drowning in the things you are not naturally designed to do. And if you have the ego of yourself to say, nobody can do it as well as I can, you will never have a life that you're actually called to. And so the first hire is an admin that takes things off your plate. The okay, so second I'm, I'm, I'm going to go I'm ahead gonna parallel this. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty confident I'm going to agree with everything you're saying. So you're totally on the traditional side. I'm on the investment side. We, we're kind of, I mean, you do obviously both, but the, our, our main businesses are, 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 are de- definitely very different. My first hire was an admin too. Yeah. And I made the first hire seven years ago, uh, brought in a guy to help follow up and work in my system. So I didn't have to be in the system mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So that's awesome. Love it. Second yeah, hire. you you want to you spend all your time in high dollar producing activities. That, that's the goal. And nobody's as talented as me. Nobody's as talented as you. That is the last job you should hand off is that big swinging money earning opportunity. That's the last job. Don't go wide and put a bunch of other people that are supposed to do what you do. You go deep because you are the one that is feeding that ecosystem. Love it. The second hire, David, is another admin. <laughs> I love it. That's what I. That's basically what we did. I love it. <laughs> and, and 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 the first one helps you breathe. Yeah. Second one helps you grow. Right. Yes. yes. I remember back in 2012 when I that's started my real exactly estate team. Right. The first person I hired, David, was somebody who was a college admin. Uh, she she was a, a college student. And I hired her part-time. I don't like part-time help, by the way. I think that you're going to get part-time results with part-time help. Yeah, exactly. And so I hired her. And instead of having her take stuff off my plate, I gave her all of my dream lists. Like, I'm hoping to get this project. And this is something I really want to tackle. Well, I had a part-time under-trained, underdeveloped person who then actually created more work for me. Yes, Absolutely. The first hire has to help you breathe more before you bring in that second hire to help you go and do more. Yes. And the, and the first hire can help you train the second hire and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So when you get up to, well, shoot, you're at 58. I'll be at like 13 or 14 here shortly. Yeah. Next week, actually, I think I'll be at 14. Uh, but I'm going to have my entire team help train the first two weeks. You so know, like I will obviously be there to help too, but it's like, if I'm not mm-hmm. able to be there for the eight hours all day, like somebody else is going to be helping out. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> David in our, in our blueprint that we're writing and it's for any industry, we're just using real estate as the backdrop for it. Sure. You are entering into what I refer to as the messy middle. Mm-hmm. And that is when you are, I think between 10 and 20 people is like the hardest place to push through. Yeah, and the the reason why is because there's there's a rule. It's called the rule of threes and tens. If you if you have the time and opportunity, Google it. But what happens in the rule of threes and tens is they say when your ecosystem is three people, ten people, thirty, one hundred, three hundred, and the multiplier goes on. Mm-hmm. Every time you hit that number, everything changes. Yes, your leadership structure, your one on ones, your flow of operations, everything changes. Now it may be eight or nine people. It may be 10 or 11 or 12. Yeah. People, but on but average, it's, it's going to be a three and it's going to be a 10. It's going to mm-hmm. be a 30. Yep. Yep. And so, and so David, you're in a place right now where if you're going to grow, 
you got to start thinking like a leader of 30 people, mm, which means that. that your your issue now is no longer production. Your issue is leadership development of the other people because you can't be everything to everyone. And now you're having to transition from being the doer in the business to the worker and leader on the business. Mm. And it's a very, very different skill set. It is. It is. A, it, it is so true. Very, very now I, I go back to I go back to my time in production. I haven't sold a house in seven years now, David. Uh, my team has. We've sold five thousand houses in the last seven years. It's been a heck of a fun run, and I've gotten to to be a part of a lot of those tra- well, all those transactions. But I used to be the top dog before I got out of production. Mm-hmm. I was selling one hundred and fifty homes a year myself. Wow. On top of what my team was doing, and so know that the average realtor sells about eight homes a year. I was selling 150. Um, 50 of those were a, a builder contract that I had. I, I was working new construction. Uh, the other 100 were sphere referral and past clients. We call it PCSOI, past client and sphere of influence. Now, I was working that and I had an amazing business. And I did what I thought I was supposed to do and what I was taught to do is I'm supposed to get out of production and then I just refer all this business to everybody else on my team. Now, that's what I I did because that's what I was taught to (laughs) do. And as I referred all of this business to everybody else on my team, they didn't crush five out of five like I did. So Mm -hmm. I lost some stuff and some opportunities there. But as I handed, and, and, and understand our businesses are a little different, but as I handed off the transaction to agents on my team, I unintentionally handed off the relationship. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I looked to say I was doing 100 deals that were friends of mine and referrals and past clients. In 2013 and 2014, I did 100 deals from that relationship. In 2019 and 2020, I did 36 each year. I lost 65% of my own personal production over a six-year period because I did what I thought I was supposed to do. And the model in in residential real estate had taught us that you refer this off to your agents, you give it to your team members, and it is the biggest financial blunder I've ever made. I did the math, David, on how much I've lost in the last six years by giving these things away, and it's over $2 million. I believe it. Because what I did is I tried to grow everybody else without maintaining my foundation. And the foundation for anybody, if you make the hire, and the hire I say is you hire admin and then admin, and then in our world, you hire a partner. This is a licensed agent who is my extension of everything that I do. They keep my micro business while I'm still adding other agents that are doing things, but it's my business, my sphere, the stuff I've worked for. I need to keep that as close to my chest as possible. I love that. Admin, admin, partner. Yeah, Which isn't partner, necessarily, this is, and you're not referring to partner as like equity stakeholder. You're, no, you're no, referring no. to just somebody that has got your back. And is this is a showing it. partner. This Love is it. somebody who is the nurse to me being the doctor. Yep. I don't need another doctor yet. They haven't Love earned it. that right. Remember, everything is earned and nothing is given. And instead, I need a nurse 
In fact, I need maybe a couple of nurses Mm -hmm. to tend to the triage of the day and to walk that person through the showings and to set them up with all of the communication and the the handholding that goes through it. I'm here for surgery. I'm here for navigation and negotiation. I'm doing the heavy lifting stuff, but I don't need to pay somebody a 50% salary or commission, excuse me. I don't need to pay them a 40% commission. I pay them a base salary, and then I give them a little override on that, and they're going to earn their way to be a doctor. See, we're, we're handing out far too much money and far too much irresponsibility. And we wonder why our models suck. Mm -hmm. The, the, the issue is not that you made a bad hire. The issue is you put somebody into a bad model Yeah, and we have to change this model into a situation. Yeah. That's not basically giving you the greatest amount of value Mm -hmm. that could be created. Instead, it's. It's just, yeah, it's sometimes backwards. Man, that is awesome. So first hire, admin. Second hire, another admin. I <laughs> love that. I have like seven admins right now. So you can, <laughs> You're a smart man. You can, yeah, you can keep scaling that, guys. Because again, you you know, one of the things Eric said a minute ago was, you know, put yourself in the position to where you are spending your time on the highest amount of income that you can earn in the hour. Right. Work on the five hundred dollar an hour tasks or the thousand dollar an hour task, or in some cases, the ten thousand dollar an hour. Yes, I said that. Tasks, right? Versus the eight or ten or twelve or fifteen dollar tasks. Absolutely love that. Third person, a partner, someone yeah. who's got your back. Your analogy of the nur of the nurse to the doctor is beautiful. I love that. Very cool. So we're on to number four. Another yep. admin. No. Well, kind of. This is <laughs> be, this yeah. is this is an inside sales agent now. This okay. is somebody who is setting appointments. Mm. This is somebody who is being the catalyst because the admin team should be taking care of itself, right? This is a leadership game, David. It's why my first book was a leadership book before a real estate book, is because we had to get that. the we had to get the heart before the head. Mm-hmm. And pe- people, you know, logic makes people think, but emotion makes people act. And so we got to have leadership in everything that we do. And so with that. We're going to have an inside sales agent is what we call them. This is somebody who is fielding all the calls. They're generating new business for us because I am in high, high, high production. My partner and I, and maybe it's even two partners or three partners and I, one of my coaching clients has four partners right now. Dude's going to make a one and a half million dollars this year just with his micro team, just with his own production because his numbers are stupid. His opportunities are robust and he's just adding what is a proven model. And I don't know of many people that have a small team with not a lot of leadership responsibility that comes with it that are making seven figures. It it really doesn't happen. You have to either have your own production as a mass producing dollar income producing thing, or you have to have a ton of people and you're going to get a little from a lot of people. And I actually think you can have both because you start with this micro team, this inside sales agent is setting appointments for you and your showing partner. And almost immediately that is going to create a demand for your next hire, your fifth hire. And that is either another partner or more agents in your ecosystem that are not on your micro team. This micro team always stays the same. My production, I shouldn't have given away back in 2014, David. I should have kept it and I should have had somebody run that. I should have had somebody close to my chest because great talent is looking for two things. Number one, they're looking for proximity. 
They want to be close to the power source, close to the influencer, close to the decision maker, and they want to feel important. And so my greatest talent, I keep close to my chest. There's a book written by Mike Michalowicz, who's known for writing Profit First, which is probably his most popular book, but he wrote something called The Pumpkin Plan. I love the pumpkin plan, Mike Malikowitz or something like that. Mike Michalowicz, yep, Mike Michalowicz. Yes, yes, yes. And in The Pumpkin Plan, he writes it on focusing on the seven steps that these pumpkin farmers take to grow these world-class blue ribbon winning pumpkins. But he writes it as a client book, like here's how you tend to your big clients and make sure that they always feel important. I read it as a leadership book. I did too. That I need to give all of my time and attention to my top people. And so great talent wants proximity with the power source. And in my ecosystem, I'm the power source. And so if I want great talents, I need to have them close to my chest. And the second thing that they need outside of proximity is they need customization. The mistake that we make is that we offer our team members a one size fits all. Here's the path, take it or leave it kind of option. And what's better is, David, if you were in my world and you were my partner and I saw that you were talent with a capital T, I would say to you, David, what life do you want? And I want to build a runway to help you get there. I want to give you a customized plan to have your dreams come true. I work for you, David. How am I going to help you achieve a big life? Because I want that to be in my world. Because when you win, I win. When I win, you win. And I need to make sure that we keep insane talent around with proximity and customization. And so with this micro team, this foundational piece for real estate, I need to have somebody who is now navigating and negotiating all of my contracts. I no longer am the guy that's the doctor. I own the friggin' hospital. Yep. Okay. I love that. And so in there, I now have raised up a doctor who is great at surgery, great at navigating and negotiating. And my job is to call my clients and treat them like big pumpkins. My job is to relationship the hell out of them and let them feel heard, seen, valued, because I need them to come back to me and I need my doctor to stay with me. And so my job is to then become the CRO. That's a Patrick Lencioni term. CRO is a chief relationship officer. I I no longer have to do the transactions. I need to be the relationship guy, David. I need to be the guy that is pouring into ecosystems of making people feel really good. That's a job. If I get paid seven figures to make people feel good, sign me up all day. I know. Who wouldn't want that job, man? That's awesome. Eric, I got to, I got to stop you just for a second. You've been throwing out so many gold nuggets here. This is crazy. So I just want to reiterate and and repeat a couple things that you just said for the, for the audience here. Great talents looking for two things. They're looking for proximity and you phrased it. They want to feel important, which I love Mm -hmm. and they want customization. And I, I love it. I agree. I think those things are so, so important. And that is exactly what great talent is looking for. Another thing you said, you may not even realized it, but caught me out of left field logic makes people think and emotion makes people act wow that is a powerful statement it's short and sweet but it is it's not it's not i heard it from somebody else but yeah it's okay uh, some some of this stuff is original but that that one i stole (laughs) with cold hard truth right i love that people want to be heard they want to be seen they want to be valued and build a business around that right become the cro the chief relationship officer. 
Wow. That is awesome, Eric. Thank you for sharing yeah. all that. Holy cow. So you're so like, you know, we're talking about the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Admin, admin, partner, inside sales agent, and then either a partner or more agents. Mm-hmm. Um, when you after get to that, the, after that, it's a customized journey based on the talents that you have. Yeah, it's I would be foolish to try to say that my talents are the same as yours and that we want the same house that we're building the same thing, but I'm trying to give people the understanding that there are, that there's the foundation of sales and we need to lean into that foundation with our own micro team. If we want a mega team, that mega team will stay healthy when you have a micro team, because that micro team is a profitability center, unlike anything else. Okay. So speaking of that, I had a question about this a second ago. It slipped my mind, but you just brought it back. So thank you. So when you have your micro team, and then you, so what do you, what do you refer to the rest of the team? If it's, if, if you have a the micro mega team, team, the mega the mega team, team. Yeah. So is there no overlap there or is there, and where do you draw the line? Because obviously you want your micro team to be working with your personalized relationships that you mm-hmm. built and you don't want to go from a hundred to 36 or whatever it was because you're too busy, right? So right. they come in and they help. Basically the way I look at it is they nurtured the relationships that you've spent tons of time and money building. Absolutely. Right? Don't leave them behind, nurture them. So I guess the question is, is, is there overlap there? And, and if so, how? Yep. There's a lot of overlap. And so uh, we're all living in the same house on the same foundation. I just have a master bedroom that I'm living in. You know what I mean? And, and, perfect and, and, and so here would be the four pieces that we're building on top of the sales foundation. These are the four pillars of growing a real estate business. The first pillar is leadership. You have your C-level executives. You have your hiring and HR department. You have training and development. You have all these things that cater to a leadership pillar. The next is you have a service pillar. These are these are all of your admin support. So you have your transaction coordinators and you have your um, bookkeeper and you have uh, all of these uh, front desk people and admin roles and responsibilities that are helping everything with all those minutia pieces that are no good for people like you and me. Mm-hmm. The third is the lead generation department. And that lead generation department is fueling a lot of the sales. And and there's, of course, the responsibility that our agents are going to be bringing in their own deals, but there's also the responsibility of the company to set people up for big wins. And so that's a huge, to give you perspective, David, uh, to run my real estate team, I spend $90,000 a month in lead generation. You know, it, it, so I'm I'm spending over a million dollars a year to buy leads and at bats and opportunities for my team. The final pillar is the pillar of marketing that we're marketing and we're advertising people's own, you know, we're, we're giving them client event opportunities. We're helping out on social media and we're helping them to really develop a brand because great talent will want the opportunity to shine. At least the egotistical salespeople like you and me, uh, we're going to want our ability to have our own name out there. And I'm okay. Whoever's name is out there. Cause I'm more worried about the name on the check than I am the name on the sign. Mm, and so for, <laughs> and so I'm willing to create a customized whatever somebody wants when they've earned it. And yep. those are the four pillars based on the talent that we have, where people want to go that we add to and subtract to. So we're all living under the same ecosystem, the same roof, uh, the same structure. Um, my micro team is relying on all those resources as well. I'm just feeding them 
more leadership and I'm feeding them more deals and at bats from my own personal production. But my commitment to everybody else is this, David, is I'm not taking away anything from you. My job is to help you reach your goals. And so I'm going to be invested with those four pillars. I'm going to be invested with my dollars. I'm going to be invested with my time. And my, my job with all my agents is to help them reach their goals. Holy cow, guys. Four pillars of growing your real estate business. Leadership, service, legion, and marketing. Coming from a guy who spends a million dollars a year on marketing. Holy cow. This that hurts when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Holy cow. This is crazy. When can I get my hands on this book? Uh, we, uh, we are hoping to finish writing it by about Christmas time. It's going to come out sometime end of quarter one, 2022. Perfect. But we are, uh, we are putting all of our stuff and all these uh, resources are going to be available at hatchcoaching.com. That was my next question. Where and it'll be on hatching leaders and hatchcoaching.com. Yep. So that was, that was my next question. Where, where would people go to learn more, not only about the new book, but about how awesome and handsome you are <laughs> and about how, and about how, how, how great, the, you know, this system is that, that you're putting together, um, as well. So hatchcoaching.com. And then mm -hmm. what was the other one you said? Hatch, hatching? hatching leaders, hatching leaders, man, what a great name. Yep. Is that, I kind of lucked out. Like hey, you have a great last name too. Like Dodge is pretty awesome. Uh, yep. but dodging leaders is maybe, yeah, not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's good for certain stuff, right? That's but, right. <laughs> uh, so hatchcoaching.com and hatchingleaders.com. Those are those different places or do they go to the they same? Are, yeah. They, they'll, they'll point to each other a little bit. Sure, yeah. They're, sure. they're different sites with different purposes. Holy cow guys. The, I know that the majority of us listening to this right now are investors that are new. But we do have a lot of agents as well. And if you are looking to grow your traditional real estate team, I can tell you hands down, there's nobody better in the business. I've known Eric for shoot three and a half years, I think at this point, give or take. And uh, every time I talk to this guy and meet this guy, I am blown away with how smart and intelligent and just awesome this guy is. Eric, you are the man. Thank you so much for coming on nice, the show. David. You do a great job. This oh, is super man, fun. I, I really, really appreciate you. I'm super grateful for your time coming on today and sharing all this wealth of, of, of value and knowledge with everybody. And again, guys, if you are in the traditional space and you are looking to grow your team, go check out Hatch Coaching or HatchLeaders.com. Eric, uh, last question for you, buddy. You bet. What is the best way, other than those two websites there, uh, for people to connect with you. Is, do you, do you have a preferred social media or is there a contact form on one of those? Yeah. Uh, so like or... I'm, I'm, I'm maxed out on, uh, friends at Facebook because you know, once you get faith, 5,000 Facebook, uh, fake friends, then they max you out. Right. Uh, but still follow me because you can get all my content. That's where I'm probably the most active is, uh, my Facebook page. So it's Eric with a K Eric hatch. E-R-I-C-K-H-A-T. Track me down. No, no C, no C. Heck no. No C, no C. E my bad, my e bad. E-R-I-K. <laughs> E-R-I-K. H-A-T-C-H. That's right. Got it. Awesome. Eric, do you have any parting words for us today? This is a, an audience of individuals that are mostly new or newish, and they are you know, wanting to get their first deal. The name of the show is Discount Property Investor. We teach people how to buy properties at a discount. Mm -hmm. so what would I be the parting words? I will tell you this, that uh, most of you are trying to play the game 
where you get your numbers right. When you learn how to connect with people and how you make them feel will make all the difference in the world. I don't care if it's in my business or your business. This is a people game. Emotion will make them act, right? The logic will make them think. And so, yes, you need to know your numbers, but you got to make people feel good. And if you don't do that, you won't have the opportunities that you deserve. That was a massive gold nugget bomb right there, guys. Holy cow. Eric, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, don't forget, go visit hatchcoaching.com or hatchingleaders. I love that name. .com to connect with Eric. He has the best program on the planet for growing (laughs) teams of traditional real estate investors, hands down. And not only that, he is just one of the coolest individuals that I have ever met. Eric, thanks again for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you, Double D. Much love. Thanks, buddy. Signing off. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.